look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR in More Than Money. Um, Faisal, there's a little event that took place uh, this past week called the uh, Federal Budget. Hello, little came out. I like how you call these things little. <laughs> well, there's lots of moving parts on that. Uh, we're not going to do it justice, but there was a couple of things we do want to focus on, and we've got uh, Nizam Shajani, who's a senior partner at Shajani LLP and a regular recurring guest of ours, and he's going to help us try to make some sense, um, certainly from, you know, if you're a business owner in Canada, small business owner, what is it, what do the tax changes really mean? Nizam, welcome to the show. Well, it's not only a small business owner, sorry, it's it's a private corporation. Private corporation, better way to say it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nizam, welcome to the show. Thanks, always happy to be here. So we've we've had some uh, changes happening. I think the big one that we focused on uh, in this budget, although there was not too many personal tax changes, um, it was more about the corporate tax changes, and we're only going to focus on the tax changes on this one in the budget. So why don't you walk us through what happened or what were the changes to business tax, and we can kind of go into that. All right. So what we need to understand first is the government's looking at spending about $17.7 billion more in 2018 than they did in 2017. Uh, and there's no changes to the personal or corporate tax rates, so uh, we need to figure out, okay, how are they going to uh, collect this money. Uh, and so what they're going to do is they're going to collect an extra $16.1 billion more from the taxpayers, and they're going to borrow the rest. So they're going to go to a deficit of about $19.4 billion for 2018. And so when we look at that, uh, we need to figure out, okay, uh, need some, uh, need to collect about $16 billion more. At least that's what's anticipated. What are they going to do to collect that? So they're going after uh, things like uh, cigarettes, alcohol, and now small businesses seem to be in that same category. And so for the changes uh, to small business, they're looking at two uh, significant changes that are going to affect business owners. One is on passive income, and the other is on refundable taxes. For the passive income, uh, what we need to understand first is uh, what passive income is. Uh, This is basically things like uh, getting uh, revenues from interest, rents, royalties, dividends from a portfolio-type investment, and capital gains. Those are kind of the main areas of passive income. And you have to understand that this is already taxed at a different corporate tax rate. So they're taxed higher than regular uh, uh, active business income in your company. Mm-hmm. You also need to be aware that uh, small businesses pay a lower uh, rate of tax. They pay tax at about 12% in Alberta uh, for the first $500,000 in income that they make. Anything over that amount is taxed in Alberta at 27%. And these, and that's including uh, both Alberta and federal taxes combined, correct? That is, yes. Okay. And so uh, when you look at that, uh, you also kind of look at the overall big picture. Uh, there was a big uh, uh, decrease in taxes in the U.S. as well. The uh, U.S. was paying uh, tax at a combined rate on average of about 35%, and now they're going to be paying an average of 21%. So our large corporate tax rate is not competitive compared to the U.S. So that's another factor that uh, was uh, uh, people were hoping to have addressed in the uh, budget, but that wasn't. But that, uh, keeping that all in mind, uh, coming back to that, uh, the passive income, uh, you are now going to be limited to the amount of passive income you can earn in your small business corporation. This is going to be limited to fifty thousand dollars. Anything that's 
greater than $50,000 in passive income is going to be is going to re- result in a reduction of your small business rate that you that you qualify for. So that'll be reduced by $5 for each $1 of passive income that you earn in excess of that $50,000. So if you do the math, if you have $500,000 available, uh by the time you get to $150,000 there will be no small business limit available for your small business corporation. Okay, so let me just jump in right there, Nizam, because this is what people need to understand with this, is that um, you're going basically from a 12% rate in Alberta to 27% rate, and there's been a lot of planning done by members in your industry with with uh, private corporate owners by saying in the past, and, and, and we have as them as clients as well, that they, their structure had been put in to keep money in the company in an investment that uh, can grow in the company because you don't need to take it out and put it in an RSP, for example, or, or things like that. And that way your future pension plan retirement savings is in your company, not, not in your personal hands, and then you'll get, a, you'll get your tax paid at that point in time. Does this rule change change the game? It changes the game in terms of, uh, I mean, the end result will still be similar to, to what you have there. So your, your uh, existing plans are not necessarily, uh, uh, you know, gone out, uh, but they do potentially need tweaking if you're still operating your business because your passive income is already taxed at a higher rate. Uh, so you were to, if, if your corporation only has investments in it, you should be relatively okay from this standpoint because you're not utilizing the small business rate. However, if you're a business that's still operating and you're saving in your business, either for you know uh, a large capital purchase in the future or for your pension uh, as an owner-manager, then yes, you're going to be affected because uh, now you're going to be starting to lose a bit of your small business deduction as your investments increase and your passive investment income increases. So Dave, think about this. Think about all the people who are ready to transition to retirement. They're ready to think about selling their business, they've been saving all these years in their company, they've been investing, and they've been working out some strategy that could say, you know, when I sell my business, I'll have even more capital, um, I'll keep it in my company, or I'll take it out of my company. However, this requires the tweaking that Nizam was saying. Yep. And so if you're transitioning to, or if you're less than 10 years away from retirement, you're a, a private corporation, an owner, um, that transition requires a tweak to your to your analysis. Well, and you know, we we've been talking about it's a great point because we've been talking about you know um sort of advanced tax planning strategies for business owners for a long time and you know the uh, individual pension plan that <clears throat> we talk a lot about right has probably become um something people need to freshen up on if they don't have one if you're Possibly. a business owner, and, and not right? all businesses can have this this type of individual right. pension plan in right. fact a lot of them can't right um because of the structure of their of their tax their company, situation yeah. their income yeah. so there has to be some tweaking so i think um, if if advisors, if um, tax professionals are not getting together and working on strategy right. with their corporate owners, there's a problem there. Yeah, I think agreed. I think if you're listening to this, you need to have a sit down with your professionals and figure out a proper strategy. It can't just be one side. You just can't go to your accountant and get this figured out. And you can't just go to your financial advisor right. and figure this out. They have to work together. Yeah. Lisa, there's one more that changed. I know we got a couple minutes left before we have to go, but the, the refundable taxes. Uh, that's a change as well, and there's probably some some different viewpoints of how people should be investing in their company w- passively. So, what's changed with this refundable taxes? And you've got less than two minutes now. And um, and uh, what should people be doing? 
All right. This is a little bit more complicated, uh, but basically, in general, as passive income uh, pays a higher rate of tax than uh, on that portion of income, uh, what you were getting oftentimes is you would get a refundable portion uh, on your on on the tax that businesses pay, as long as you pay a dividend out to the mm-hmm. shareholders. And so the new budget rules no longer make that kind of an automatic uh, process. There are now restrictions on that. So generally, uh, you're looking at uh, if you pay a non-eligible dividend, you should be okay compared to an eligible dividend. Uh, but that that's not a, not a small thing because if you look at the tax rates on eligible versus non-eligible dividends, you're looking at a lot of times uh, 10% uh, difference. So if you're looking at over $300,000 of income, uh, your non-eligible dividends are usually at about 41% in tax. Uh, if you receive those versus 31% in tax for an eligible dividend. And if you're closer to or under $46,000, you could be looking at zero tax or no tax on receiving an eligible dividend versus paying just under 14%, just over 14% in tax for a non-eligible dividend. So there will be an impact. Now, there's, there's not going to be an impact on things like publicly traded. If, you're, if you received uh, uh, dividends from a publicly traded company, However, you will need to do a calculation on your tax return, and that's going to be the important part. So this has to be looked at uh, very carefully uh, so, uh, so that you're not offside on uh, the type of dividend that you give. Uh, if, if, you, if you're offside on that, what's going to happen is your corporation is not going to get that refund that it was traditionally getting. I think that's a big point you yep. have there, Nizam. We do have to get going, but I, I think this is where tax strategy comes into play of when to take it. This rule is for 2018. Do you take that that tax cre- uh, re- refundable dividend tax on hand now, or do you do you not do it? There's a there, this is not a yep. grandfathering process or anything. So strategy is required. Nizam, if any of our listeners want to sit down with you and and go through strategy on that, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, you can find us on our website at www.shijani.ca, or you can give us a call at our office, 403-209-1190. Okay, lots of numbers in that particular segment, but the takeaway is things have changed, and you better have a strategy. Now, we talk about um, about the impact of tax in retirement, Faisal, because it's going to be one of the largest uh, expense items that you have. And proper structure is important. Because nobody lives on pre-tax income, you live on after-tax income. Correct. So we're going to talk about how to structure properly and make sure you get the most tax-efficient income that you can receive at our upcoming seminar. That will be on Tuesday, March 20th, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seats. So give us a call, 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. Thinking of spending time in B.C. as part of your retirement as an Albertan? Well, tax changes are going to impact that potentially. Tune in for the next segment. You're on 770 CHQR and more than money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.